you know, we like to think big picture here on Amen Brother Ben, the podcast that keeps you focused on God and acting like Jesus. And this week we are talking the biggest picture, an eternal perspective. We're talking about heaven. And today I want to continue answering your questions uh, about heaven. You can submit those, Pastor Ben at lovesiler.com. Send me an email. Today I'm going to answer the question, what happens when I die? Like like that, like as soon as you die. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, we know a little bit about heaven, depending on where you came up in, whether you know much about church or you've or gone to church or read your Bible. You hear some things about heaven, pearly gates and golden streets and such. Um, but there's a lot of people wondering what happens the moment after you die. Where, where does your soul go? go? What, what happens? And so this is... Uh, this is one of those topics that I want to warn you can get a little in the weeds. So I'm going to try to give you some scriptures. I'm going to try to present to you two ideas, two theories uh, that we can pull from scripture. Because you know what? It doesn't really matter my opinion about any of this stuff, especially a subject like heaven, because I've never been. And really, nobody that you can talk to can give you their perspective. So we have to look to the word of God and these perspectives that he has uh, chosen to share with us. And here's the thing. If he, if he wanted us to know more, then he would have told us, don't you think? Like that's one thing that I've had to get myself to a, a place I've had to get myself to that, that if God wanted me to know more specifics about heaven, he would have laid it out for us because he's given us everything we need for life and godliness. And so he's given it to us in his word. He's given it to us through his spirit to help us figure out what his word says. And that's what we're going to try to do today. What happens? That's a, it's a very common question. What happens when I die? Because I don't know if you've, if you listened to my sermon that I've linked in the description below uh, from Sunday, but I kind of in passing made the point that, you know, there's going to be a different heaven, the heaven that exists right now, the realm that God sits in and that Jesus sits at his right hand uh, at this moment is going to be different than the heaven that we got to see a little sneak peek of through the Apostle John uh, in the book of Revelation, right? John has this revelatory dream where God shows him uh, some glimpses and some symbolism and some ideas of about the end of the world and about what heaven's going to be like. And it, and it tells us that there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth that Jesus has gone to prepare that place for us. That's what he tells his disciples. So it ain't quite ready yet. It's going to be one of the, it's going to be the glow up of all time. It's going to be the biggest upgrade that we could ever get. If you are a believer uh, washed in his blood and regenerated and renewed by his spirit. Uh, when you say, Hey God, forgive me and help me to follow you. And so there's two different options that we can kind of see from scripture that, People of renown and scholars and pastors that, that I respect kind of come down on, on different sides of this issue. And guess what? That's okay. Um, I want to talk about those two and present those two to you, tell you kind of what I think about it uh, and see what you think. And again, the point is uh, there's going to be some things that we, we do not know. So there's two theories. One, uh, one is kind of called the, the – it's been referred to as the soul sleep um, – theory that your body goes into a soul sleep 
because if you're not because if you read in Revelation, there's a lot about you know renewing your getting a new body and being called up into the air. In fact, First Thessalonians four puts it like this in verse thirteen and fourteen. It says, "We don't want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep." Now, here's the thing about that, and let me keep reading here. But th- remember that word: those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others who do not have hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. Now, some translations of your Bible say fallen asleep. Other translations translate that that phrase from uh, from the uh, Greek died or have died instead of have fallen asleep. And I think that there's that's where there can be a little gray area there uh, because we can we can hear something like falling asleep and go oh well then that's not dead but that might not necessarily be what the writer of uh, Thessalonians was talking about there keep reading in verse fifteen it says we tell you directly from the Lord we who are still living when the Lord returns will not meet him ahead of those who have died. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call from God. First, the believers who have died will rise from their graves. Then, together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord forever. So you can kind of see how it it feels like those who have passed already are just chilling, taking a dirt nap, right? Uh, and waiting for the day for Jesus to call them up. Uh, and, and if that was the only verses about heaven, that's, that would be where I land. But then there are quite a few other verses that, that make me think a little something differently. And the, and that kind of gives life to this other theory that a lot of people just kind of, uh, boil down to the phrase absent with the body present with the Lord. Um, that comes from second Corinthians five, uh, six through eight says, So we are always confident, even though we know that as long as we live in these bodies, we are not home with the Lord. For we by believing and not by seeing, uh, for we live by believing, not by seeing. Yes, we are fully confident that we would rather be away from these earthly bodies, for then we will be at home with the Lord. Right? So it's that kind of makes me think that if we're not in our bodies, then we are with God. Um, Philippians 1.23 makes sense in that respect, too, where Paul says, I'm torn between two desires. I long to be with Christ, which would be far better for me. And then he goes on to talk about how he still loves his people. He still loves his church. He still loves his friends. And he wants to to reach as many people for Christ. But he quite clearly was like, look, if I die in this jail cell, if I die in some of these suffering, persecuting situations that the apostle Paul found himself in, it would actually be better because he would be with Christ. So and, and not taking a nap, he would be with Christ. And and to me, the scripture that always stuck out to me that made me think uh, that what happens when we die is we go in our soul and our spirit to be uh, with our heavenly Father is what Jesus tells the the thief on the cross that repents. Like if you remember the the uh, the resurrection or the uh, crucifixion story, Jesus is on a cross and he's got one thief that's smack talking him and and stuff like that he's got another thief that is repented that that like wants to change his ways and he, and jesus says today you will be with me in paradise jesus forgives him and says today you know that day that you're gonna die you're gonna be with me and that makes me think 
that uh, when you die, you will today be with Christ in paradise. Uh, Jesus also says in John 5, he says, I assure you, a time is coming. Indeed, it is here now. When the dead will hear my voice, the voice of the Son of God, and those who listen will live. So Jesus is talking about somebody being dead, but uh, there's a chance that he's not just talking about someone being physically dead, but he also, in other parts of the Bible, says you know that the lost that lost people, that those that are far from him, are are dead in their trespasses, dead in their sins, and he has to bring them back to life. You were, if you're, uh, uh, well, everybody was dead in our our sin, and then Jesus brings you back to life, and so. Uh, it goes on to say, don't be surprised. There's a time coming when all the dead in their graves will hear the, the voice of God's son and they will rise again. And those who have done good will rise to experience eternal life. And those who have continued in evil will rise to experience judgment. So he is kind of talking about judgment day there, but it never spells out if this resurrection is just the body or if, or if the soul separates itself. So there's, there's some ambiguity. There's some gray area in this question. It's not as cut and dried as maybe yesterday's question where Jesus says, no, there's no marriage in heaven. There's only the marriage between me, Jesus, and the church. This one, uh-huh, you know, we're not 100% sure. I can definitely see how we could get this wrong on one side or the other. So does it matter? Does it really matter? Well, not really, no. I mean, I tell my kids this all the time, and I think Jesus, when it comes to questions like this, will probably tell us the same thing. You'll find out when you get there. My daughter's like, Daddy, where are we going? Daddy, where are we going? Daddy, where are we going? You'll find out when we get there. So we should grapple with some of these questions, some of these things, because they're inevitable. They'll happen. But that shouldn't cost that shouldn't cause us to get distracted. In fact, let me leave you with this encouragement from Second Timothy chapter two. It says, Charge them, God's people, before God not to argue about words, which does no good, but only ruins the hearers. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. Guess what? Whether you see God the moment after you die or you take a nap for a little bit and then you see him on judgment day, you're going to see him and you will be judged and you will be blessed and you will be cursed by what you do with Jesus in this life. And that's the point. So hopefully you have made that decision. If you ever want to talk about making that decision uh, to give Jesus the faith, you know, give him your trust to put eternity in his hands. I'd love to talk with you about that. Go to amenben.com. You can shoot me an email, pastorben at lovesiler.com. It's a good question. Thank you all for asking. If you have any more, let me know. We're talking more about heaven tomorrow. Y'all have a great day. We love you.